Hello, everyone. Welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, Episode 32 of Season 1. We're going to have some music here in a few minutes to get us in the mood for the podcast. Then we're going to do our Bible story about having courage and faith out of the book of uh, 90 Days of Faith, Hope, and Courage in Changing Times. Then we're going to go to a section called God Teaching Us in a New Way in Other Places. And that's going to be a story for my minister magazine called The Extraordinary Ordinary. And then we'll have our closing remarks. So that's what our podcast is going to be about today. Right now, I'm your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, hoping that you're having a good day. But we'll be right back after these songs to get us in the mood for God. Rejoice. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness. 
justice and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord. Before the Lord of all the earth, the heavens proclaim his righteousness.
Welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast. Back to it. And let me tell you something, saints. We need to start asking God to send that holy rain of his down on us. And I'm not talking spiritual, physical rain. I'm talking about the rain of Christ down on us. He needs to flood this earth with his mercy and his love. And to bring people back to him. And we need a good mighty pouring of the out Holy Spirit. Where we can start hearing the power of the name of Jesus and those chains start falling. But church, we got to get back being the church that God called us to do. To go out and preach the gospel. Saving, getting people saved. By, by, by not jumping on pieces of paper ripped up with their sins. But actually asking God to forgive their sins. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we will start here, those chains falling again. Well, we're going to start our Bible study today out of the book of 90 Days Faith, Hope, and Courage. In changing times. Now we're not going to have a whole 90 days worth of this book. Because I am putting a couple thoughts together as we go. Some some days we're going to have two thoughts. Some days we might only have one. And some days we might have more. It's the way God is leading. But a lot of people are dealing with a lot in these changing times. With the, with the pandemic and God really led me with this book. And I got this book actually secondhand um, before the pandemic hit in a free, um, like, Salvation Army store. But you don't pay for anything. You just, you know, go in once a month. <clears throat> My mom has a thing where she can go in and get stuff for free once a month. And the church gives the stuff away. Well, this was in their literature section, and my mom knew I liked it, so she picked up this book for me, knowing I'm a pastor, and she thought it would be a good thing. And I was looking, and she saw me looking at it, too. So that, <laughs> so she picked it up and put it into her basket and, and gave it to me when we got home. And I'm glad she did, because God now is telling me to share it with you. I've had this book way, you know, over a year and didn't know when I was going to use it. Because, you know, I got it just pre-pandemic, maybe a month or two before. But we're going to look at, now, two different thoughts here. And the first one is in Second Samuel. Chapter number 23. And we're going to look at... Verse 20, Samuel 23, 20. And actually, we might go, let's see here. Let's go up to verse 11. Well, actually, let's go to verse 12. But he stood in the midst of the ground, defeated, and slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought great victory. And there... And three of the thirty chiefs went down and came to David 
in the harvest time unto the cave of, of Duma, and the troop of the Philistines pitched in the valley of Ramah. And David was then in, in an old hold, and the garrison of the Philistines was in Bethlehem. And David longed and said, On, on that one will give me a drink of water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by thy gate. And, and the three mighty men break through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and, it, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but pour it, it out unto the Lord. And he said, Beat it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. It is not this the blood of men that went and jeopardized of their lives. Therefore, he would not drink it. These things did these three mighty men. And Ashmael, the brother of jo Joba, the son of Zeruiah, the chief among the three, and he lifted up his spears against three hundred, and slew them, and had the name among three. Was he not most honorable of the three? Therefore he was their captain. Howbeit he attained not unto the first thee. And Benlejah, the son of Jeridas, the son of the villain man of Kaziel, who had done many acts, he showed two lion-like men of Moab, and went down also and slew a lion in the midst of the pit in the time of snow. Bunius was one of the King David's mighty men. Bunius, a verifier, he went down into a pit one snowy day and killed a lion that was called courage with cold feet. The greatest courage of all is showing courage in the face of fear. All right? Courage is just fear, as said, it's prayers. When he knew he would know he have heard them clearly from God, you are filled with faith at the moment. Put the steel in your spine, but as you move out of faith to encourage the lions of fear. In other words, what is the saying here? This little thing that I was reading out of this book. What is the saying here? It's saying this. When we're in a setting of the church, when we're in the setting of God, spiritually, praying, and God gives us the ability to do what He wants us to do, how to handle these problems, we want to go, we get ready to go, we go out, try to do it, then all of a sudden we get scared. And the sad thing is, most of us humans turn back and not do it. 
we got to learn to be like David's friend, ben Benaha here, even with cold feet, to go out with that courage and continue and continue what God has asked us to do. Now, David asked three of his officers here to go get him water out of the well of Bethlehem. And they said the enemy has occupied, the Philistines occupied Bethlehem. So they took a chance. They went in, pushed it through, probably did some fighting, got the water, got back to David, and he poured it out. Well, I really think David wanted to see where his men stood. Those three men stood with him. The Bible don't clearly say that. Well, God sometimes wants to see where you clearly stand for him. And we know this because the book of um, Genesis tells us about Abraham being asked to sacrifice his son. God wanted him to sacrifice his son. It was his only heir. And God promised him that he would have his heir. He trusts God enough to take the flint, take the wood, take his son. And he did that God was going to provide. Either his son as a sacrifice or God would provide him a sacrifice instead of his son. But he he said, the Lord gave me to him. So I, you know, in his mind, he's thinking, well, I guess I had to give him back. So he took him. And again, we know as he was getting ready to do it, God told him to stop. I know that you will hold nothing from me now. Look over into the bushes and they saw a ram caught on a thickle. And that's what they actually sacrificed instead of his son. So sometimes God would put us out on a limb to go out and take care of a problem that needs to be taken care of in our lives. All right? But sometimes we got to do things and we have cold feet. Now, my wife, this last year and a half with this pandemic, she's grew up a lot. My poor wife has trouble talking to people one-on-one, -on -one, especially if they don't know, know them. She don't know them. And she's had to do this many times. Going and ask for her mom where she is and answer phone calls and and look up information about drugs for her mom, for her medicines and and talk to people and go to pharmacies and put the medicine in for her and pick it up and say the date. And I'm sure she had cold feet, but it's something she had to do. Now, since I'm home, she's kind of let me do some of this legwork for her now. But the thing is, she still can do it without batting an eye. And, I, and the, we've been having some uh, Sunday school discussions at home, me, her mother, and I. I mean, her on Sundays, and she's even offering information there that she never had to do before. 
So she's going out with courage with cold feet. She don't want to do it, but she's learned that she's got to do it sometimes. All right? We got to learn to do the same thing. All right? Now, I talked about it talked about having this little tidbit of having a, a, a still spine to go do, and then we start thinking about the line or the problem, and it scares us. Well, we had faith. What we need to do is continue in that faith. Hebrews 11 one says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So, we got to take that faith that God gave us when he just talked to us and keep that faith going even in the face of fear. Just like my my wife did for her mom. And she continues to do a little bit for me. And let me tell you something, saints. It's not easy to do, to tackle something in faith when you're not sure how the outcome is going to take care of. But how do we do this in these times of faith of, of change, faith and hope and courage in the changing time? How do we do that? Even if we got cold feet, God tells us to do something, we got to do it and we need to do it in faith to overcome our fear. We need to do it and let's know that God is bigger than any fear. That brings back the story of a place I used to work for. And my boss, we they came up with a thing talking about Ouija boards. And they wasn't Christians, but I were. And it was geared, actually, to get back at me, to make fun of me. All right? But... They learned something that day. They were talking about a Ouija board. In fact, they came in. Me and another person was discussing it. And we were on a total agreement with it. That's something you shouldn't be messing with as a Christian or anybody. Because it opens up avenues of spirits that could come <coughs> and attack you. And attack you hard. Now... People try to get rid of Ouija boards by by throwing them away and giving them away and they came back to where they belong. You know, once you get a Ouija board, it's hard to get rid of. And I think the only re the only the only way you can get rid of it is actually burn it. But I'm digressing. We were talking, and this is the point of my point I'm getting ready to make. We were talking about how these spirits, I was telling them how these spirits could attack. And my boss said, you know what I'm going to do, Ron? I'm going to get a Ouija board. I'm going to release the spirit in your car, all those spirits in your car. I said, go ahead. My God is bigger than all those spirits. His eyes got five times big. He turned white as a ghost. And he never, after that, made fun of me about any Christian thing again. Because he saw how rooted I am. Now, would I want to deal with all those spirits from a Ouija board? No. But, but, there were things going on with that. But God would help me through it if something came up. 
with that. That's my point. You got to say, my God is bigger than those spirits. In other words, you got to start thinking like I did when I told him. He tried to petrify me and get me mad. And I came back with authority of God's for God to give in to me. He gave me at that time and said, my God is bigger than those spirits. Your God is bigger than all those tasks that you got to talk on the phone. My, Your God is bigger than the rude person on the phone or the rude person behind the counter at the prescription area. In this time, when we have this cold feet, we got to keep going. And then in faith, face it in faith. That God will bring us through. Amen. Well, that's the end of our Bible study for now. And we learned what? We learned that we got to do things even if we've got cold feet and we're scared. And we got to find a way of doing it in faith by thinking our God is bigger than those problems. And God will bring us through. That's what we learned today. All right. We'll be right back after these messages. For our next segment on how God teaches us in other ways. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spoofy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum, minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 32 of season 1. And now we're into our third and final segment, besides our closing remarks, on the segment called How God is Teaching Us, How God Teaches Us in Other Ways. And I got a story here from my magazine, Minister Magazine, that I get. It's called Tomorrow's World. And I believe it is December's, November's and December's edition. But it has a story in here that I want to read, and I've been doing. <laughs> Excuse me for my coughing. My allergies are acting up. So it's the story is called The Extraordinary and ordinary Richardson ground square. He writes, my wife and I recently moved to a small farm in South Albert, Canada, Alberta, Canada, <clears throat> where we found that living on a farm deepens one connection to God's creation. There is also a lot of hard work, but sometimes those thing, two things go together. For example, gophers are taking over our pasture. And while trying to control the gophers' population, I learned a little of how these seemingly ordinary creatures, gophers, their creator. The rodent of many names. 
1820, Sir John Richardson, a Scottish surgeon and a naturalist, was on a naval expedition task with mapping an Arctic coast of the British North Americans, which is now Canada. While on the overhaul land excursion, he came in contact with a rodent species he had not encountered before. He sent specimens back to England, along with the first known scientist's description of this new species. In his honor, the rodent was named Richardson Ground Squirrel. Other destructive, na destructive names for these animals include gopher, from the French gophers, meaning honeycomb or wafer, referring to the irritated burrow they built. Fricker tails, as their tails seem to be constant motion. Da rat, or dusk coda rat, and pickin pin, after it inhabit of standing up straight as a pin, and their hind legs were swaying their surroundings for danger. For many people, the word squirrel invokes an Im image of a bushy, bushy tail, nut-gathering creature that makes its home in a tree. However, there are more than 200 different species of squirrels found throughout the world. The Richardson ground squirrel is one of them, a squirrel that lives on and in the ground. Under the ground engineers, a colony of squirrels will use the same burrow for years, renovating them as needed and adding more tunnels, sleeping chambers, entrances, and exits. Each burrow is home for one adult or for a female and her very young offsprings. A few weeks after birth, shortly before the next hibernation cycle, the offsprings leave their mother to find abandoned burrows to build their own. When building burrows, ground squirrels avoid soil that does not drain well or will not compact to form structures safely. Tunnels and rooms, soil moisture constant and also essential in identifying building locations. Richardson Ground Square inhabits dry glassy areas that often do not have direct access to groundwater. The soil which they built must be moist retaining to help them stay efficient and hydrated. The one who created these squirrels has supplied them with the skills necessary to thrive in their environment. The skills of a master architect and engineer, for instance, a type burrow, will have several entrances and exits, leading to passages and rooms about 30 to 100 centimeters below the ground. These minimize the risk of flooding and ground squirrels will build drains, tunnels, and low point on the burrows. Each burrow will have only one hibernation chamber. 
but multiple sleeping rooms and a ground squirrel will sleep in the same room for just a few days before moving to another. The strange sleep routine ensures that the squirrel scent does not build up too strongly and attack, pre and attack predators before beginning in habitation ground squirrels block the entrances and exits of their burrows with soil. Once they enter the hibernation chamber, they block it entrances as well. Planning ahead, taking a break. It may seem surprising that Richard ground squirrels are active above the ground for only a few months each year. For most of the year, they beneath the hibernating period generally extends from July to February. On average, adult ground squirrels are active for months each year, though males, both dots and juveniles, may have an active period up to three months longer as their hibernation preparation are more extensive than those of females. A female squirrel will take no food into her hibernation chamber, while a male will build up a small store of seeds and nuts for himself to eat when he awakens in early spring. These food stores are critical because males awake from hibernation a few days earlier than females, often while the grounds are still under a layer of snow and forging in different coals within less body fat than females. A store of food with high fat content and essentials are regulated their bodies and prepare them for the reproduction when they come out of hibernation. Like so many others across the kingdom, these creatures have been specially programmed by their creator to know exactly what they need, exactly when they need it. <coughs> quite, quite a beneficial, beneficial pest. As Michigan ground squirrels are considered a pest in some communities, authorities often encourage population control via poisoning or trapping. Not only can an overabundance of these prophetic herbivores reduce crop yield the Dicement vegetable gardens, but their vast network of underground tunnels riddled the land with entrances and exit holes that created dangerous chips, hazards, and humans and livestock. Some therefore considered these creatures mere accidental evolution, or were they craft by brilliant designer who created nothing without a reason? If they are creation, we might expect to find a real benefit. The Richardson Ground Square provides to its environment, as we do. Rich Richardson's Ground Squirrels play an essential role in the prairie's ecosystem. Their intensive and deep tunneling helps to cultivate and improve soil conditions, and their burrows they vac vacate are converted into prime real estate for lizards, burrowing owls, and bees. These burrows also protect small animals seeking shelter from predators and stormy weather.
Richardson ground squirrels are near the bottom of the prairie ecosystem food chain. A healthy population of ground squirrels can sustain other wildlife like badgers, weasels, coyotes, owls, foxes, snakes, hawks, falcons, and eagles. Richardson ground squirrels make up a considerable portion of some of these predators' diet. For example, the diet of Fierce-season hawk and and endangered species is estimated to consist mostly exclusive of the ground squirrel during the squirrel's active period, through considered a pest because of their abundance of of a shortage. The richer ground squirrel could very well endanger the prairie ecosystem God has established to be far worse from our gardens than their pesky presence. Seeing God hand in the ordinary. There is much that we can learn from observing this seemingly ordinary creature God has made. In fact, Scripture tells us so. But now ask the beasts that they will teach you, and the birds that the air, and they will tell you, or speak to the earth and it will teach you, and the fish of the sea will explain to you. Who among all these does not know that the hands of the Lord has done this? In the whole hands is the life, every living thing, and the breath of all mankind, Job twelve seven to 10 Wherever we tempted, we think that a part of the natural world is more troublesome than it's worth, or worse, the result of blind chance. We should be willing to look at a little harder, give ourselves an opportunity to discover the fascinating abilities and extraordinary benefits in the creation of the Almighty God. The extraordinary or extraordinary ordinary creation he has deliberately put into our lives to draw our attention to him creation like the richardson ground squirrel by gary marner it just goes to show you every animal everything on earth has a job to do now my mother-in-law has trouble with bugs since her stroke and she gets scared when she sees them and she prefers to kill these things Instead of saving them. One time she got mad at me because I took. There was a stink bug in the house. And. I. Got it away from her like she wanted. But she wanted me to kill it. And I said I'm not going to kill it. And she got mad. But I put it somewhere else. And it's still in this house today. And I don't think it bothered her. But if we don't kill it. She gets upset. She gets scared. Well, I try, we all try to tell her that, you know, spiders, bugs, stink bugs, everyone has a special something to do in the house. All right. And we don't really want to kill it because we could like to think it could destroy the ecosystem of, of a certain ecosystem, you know, the ground floor. But God made them and like they made us. There's a reason for them being made. All right. 
I got a little commercial I want to read you here. If you want to know about all sports information, go to YouTube, go to the search bar and type in, in charge to the game podcast. In charge it to the game podcast, excuse me. And you will get all you need about the word. Word of sports from this podcast on YouTube. I am a describer and I recommend you to describe to this podcast too. So describe today. Again, go to the search bar on YouTube and put in charge it to the game. And you will not be disappointed. The reason that's not one of my regular commercials that's piped in. Because I got a deal going with this podcast guy. Saying if you promote mine, I'll promote yours. And so that's what that is all about. So you'll be hearing more about that in upcoming days. On that note, i like to say God bless you. And see you next time on God's Internet Church Podcast. I hope you have a fun, blessed day. And be safe. And talk to you tomorrow around the same time. God bless you, everyone. I'm your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, for God's Internet Church Podcast. Saying see you tomorrow. And God bless you.